My name is Dr. Jeffrey Burke. I'm a naturopath and a master herbalist and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My show airs Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I bring you the best guests in the industry and the topics that are relevant for today's health. The shows stream live at 8 a.m. And for those of you that cannot listen live, my shows are now podcast daily for on-demand downloads at my webpage, drjeffreyburke.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer, now in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They're located at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Smith Shopping Center. Go in and see what a local retailer can do for you. Great selection, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and amazing prices. The hours of the store are Monday through Friday 9 to 7, Saturdays 9 to 6, and closed on Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking with all of you soon. Stay healthy. Hello and welcome back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Thank you for taking the time out of your day. Hoping everyone had an awesome weekend. You're coming off the weekend ready to take on the day, take on the week, you know, and make it a good one. You know, as someone told me yesterday, they said, it's amazing how so much that goes on in our life every day has to do with us having a better focused attitude. Well, obviously that's true. You know, sometimes it gets hard to have a positive attitude when there's a lot of craziness going on around you, things you can control, things you can't control. But nonetheless, the bottom line is uh, living in a pit of negativity um, is never a healthy thing. So being a little bit better to yourself, a little bit more positive, and of course, a little bit better of a positive attitude, not always the easiest thing to do, but definitely a very positive way of moving forward. Thank you for tuning in. It is the Staying Healthy Radio Show. I'm so glad you're here today. Remember, I'm here Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning, bringing you the best, most up-to-date, relevant topics for today's world, as well as bringing you some of the best guests in the natural products industry. To me, it's always been important to bring other points of view and other um, you know, specialists in my industry and, you know, in over 40 years now talking on the air back to a time when we had little to no information to a time today when we are overloaded with information actually to the point where we um, sometimes really can't even sort the good information from the misinformation so confusion has always been part of the process but today more of an overwhelming kind of uh process if you will so i try to bring you the best of the best so they can bring you their take and then you can take all of that information everything that they bring everything that i talk about everything that's available all the information and hopefully make some better wiser healthier more decisive decisions for you your friends your family but you first because we always have to be looking out for ourselves first Tune into the show, like I said, Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 in the morning. And remember, if you go to Stay Healthy's webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, you can listen to any of the on-demand podcasts that are there for downloads. In case you can't listen live or you want to go back and hear it again or you're sending a friend to hear a show that you think would be applicable to maybe what they're going through or their lifestyle or the things they're trying to do, they can go to stayhealthylasvegas.com and download any of the radio show podcasts. And you know why you're there? Print a coupon to use in the store. Maybe enter your email address for future newsletters. Remember, it is about education and information. And Stay Healthy Health Food Store, being Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley, information, education, passionate, amazing, knowledgeable, and relevant and informed and educated staff really makes getting healthier easier than it has been in a long time. 
sometimes we don't do our homework. Sometimes we definitely don't ask questions. And sometimes we take the time to get started. But, you know, I, sometimes we have that mentality that, that something is better than nothing. Well, I guess that's true. But with a couple of questions being answered, you might be able to make that just something, something special and maybe something that is aimed right at where you're trying to go on your healthy journey. Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Visit them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston. Open Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday for mail order services as well as order preparation, meaning you're really busy. You got a lot on your plate. You got craziness going on. Give them a call, 877-2494, 877-2494. They'll get everything ready for you so you can just swoop in, pick it up, and be on your way and not run out of anything. We don't want to do that, especially when we're making great progress. We want to stay on our healthy journey. Something that's important that we want to talk about in is being patient also. And remember that all of us didn't get in these unhealthy situations overnight, and it takes time. So I know patience is not something, I, myself included, was in line for the day they handed it out. But I'm learning, I think with age, most likely age, that uh, it is something that we do need to work on. But be patient with yourself. Be your own biggest fan. Pat yourself on the back for every little success that you make, and that will hopefully help to keep you motivated. Well, today we're going to be talking about an issue that really does need to be talked about because it's something that people are afflicted with either by their own knife and fork or maybe by a gastric disturbance or maybe it's age or maybe it's a side effect of a health condition. Maybe it's medication based, but poor digestion and bad assimilation of not just food, but also supplements. And in sometimes in many cases, even medication, people don't get the best results because our guts are just not cooperating. And we do have a tendency to be very annoyed with the symptoms of poor digestion and rather than taking a step back and asking questions about how to correct and maybe repair some of the damage to our gut and help it out a little bit, we tend to go more for something that covers it up so that we don't have to be, you know, quote unquote, annoyed with our own gastric digestive system. So we're going to talk about digestion today. Nobody better than talking with Neil Levin. Um, we're going to give you a background, a quite extensive background on my good friend and my guest that we get to hear from every month. Uh, Neil is the nutrition education manager and product formulator for the natural products manufacturer Now Foods. Neil is board certified clinical nutritionist who has a diplomat in advanced nutritional laboratory assessment. He's a professional member of the International and American Associations of Clinical Nutritionists, serves on the Scientific Council of the Clinical Nutrition Certification Board. Neil is a director, program chair, and past president of the American Nutrition Association and serves on the Public Relations Committee of the American Herbal Products Association. Neil's comments and articles are published in magazines and newspapers. He contributes to scientific journals, has been featured in countless radio interviews and television news report. He posts his articles on his blog, honestnutrition.com, and at nowfoods.com. He tweets as Neil E. Levin, and you want to follow him on Facebook under Honest Nutrition. Help me welcome my guest. Hey, Neil. Hello, it's nice to talk to you again. Hey, it nice was nice to see you last week. Oh my God, it was great to see you. I wish we would have had more time to chat, but uh, at least I got to see you in person. <laughs> that was really yeah. good. that's a step in the right direction. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah so, I, mean, we're, I mean we were attending trade shows and both giving talks there. So it was um, it was it was an interesting show. I've never been to uh, Soho before. 
you know, but uh, it was interesting, a little smaller than I thought. But I mean, once you've been used to going to Expo West, everything, uh, you know, pales in comparison. Yeah, I mean, usually it's a pretty good show, and at, at times during the weekend it was pretty busy. But uh, I, I think with the pandemic and a lot of people were not traveling, uh, some people, you know, some people are caretakers or uh, are, are seeing elderly relatives and are yeah. afraid to be exposed to things, even if they're vaccinated, even if they think they have immunity for whatever reason. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, a lot of people are being cautious, uh, especially to protect relatives. No, and, and, and understandably so. Uh, but, hey, it was good to see you again. And, and I'm excited about this conversation today because this is such a mess out there. People have, you know, there was a time, and I think when you would go into a drugstore and you would somebody would take you over to like a shelf of things for digestion. And now we have the bad digestion, constipation, diarrhea, upset stomach, bloating, gas aisle where everybody goes and you know do you think that people run to the drugstore for digestive symptoms just because they're just so annoyed and they want anything to make a difference really quick <laughs> well i think so i i think uh digestion specific issues uh send consumers looking for help in the digestive health aisle mm-hmm. uh the side effects of the over-the-counter drugs that are digestive aids uh, you know, they have significant side effects, and those are probably becoming better understood. Uh, we know that antacids, for example, uh, tend to reduce the digestion of protein and the liberation, is a good term to use, of nutrients from foods. You know, foods contain nutrients, but the nutrients are locked up in the foods and require stomach acid, digestive enzymes to tear it out of the food and make it bioavailable to us. And that means we need to be able to digest the food to access these things. That's one, actually one reason why multivitamins became so popular over the years. Uh, they not only bridge nutritional gaps, known or unknown, in our diet, but they contain forms of vitamins that are typically well-absorbed and do not require digestion, liberation from food matrix, et cetera, that allows us to absorb them better. And what people don't tend to realize is that both the forms of nutrients in foods, the vitamins and minerals, and uh, well, let's focus on vitamins specifically. The forms of vitamins in most foods are not the active forms of those vitamins in our body in general. And it's a, actually a precursor or a material that, that has potential to become the vitamin. Uh, beta-carotene in food can, can convert into vitamin A, for example. The uh, form of folate in foods that gets digested to folic acid then has to be methylated in the body to be useful. So uh, there's other forms that have to be phosphorylated correlated or methylated to become useful forms in the body. So they're not the same forms typically in foods that we need in our bodies as the active forms of those nutrients. And, you know, that's an important thing. Even if you want to get minerals out of food, you want to get your calcium or magnesium, uh, potassium, etc., zinc, uh, you need to be able to get them out of the foods with stomach acid 
and digestion. And so people taking antacids, for example, uh, it's not unusual for a clinical nutritionist like myself to look at blood work for somebody and find that they're across the board low in vitamins, low in amino acids, low in minerals. And what does that mean to us? It's pretty obvious they don't have good stomach acid Mm -hmm. if that happens. They don't have good digestion. You know, I think we live in a world today where the food that we have been eating over the last 20 years, although loaded and jam-packed with flavor that is enticing and almost addictive, you know, we've been filling ourselves with empty calories and our body has had to work so hard to try to not only discover and find, but find a way to process any beneficial nutrients from our food. Because I, I remember growing up, I mean, I don't think I ever heard anybody talk about, you know, digestive problems and stuff until they were much, much older. And today, I mean, I hear, I talk to people in their 20s who have terrible digestion. And if they're not someone that's going to choose a more nutritional way of building and rebuilding their gut and their bacteria and their enzymatic action in their gut, there's someone that's going to the drugstore and taking a purple pill or slamming antacids all day long just to be able to cover up the problem so they're not annoyed. Yeah, well, well think of it this way. Uh, when did we invent all of these things like antibiotics? They came about typically after World War II. True. So that, you know, people who are elderly now, you know, for someone who's, let's say someone in their 90s or 100s, you know, and, and there's more and more of them every day, you know, it seems like uh, the people are living longer. But, uh, you know, they grew up not, you know, as children, not taking antibiotics. They, they got exposed to different bacteria so that they had good population of microbes in their digestive tract, which is normal, which is healthy. And, you know, the generation like mine that came after that, we were exposed to, you know, pretty good doses of antibiotics and a lot of processed food that we're not eating a lot of uh, yogurt. I, I mean, I remember when I started in the natural products industry in the early 1970s, uh, you know, even in the early 80s, uh, we were getting in Dan and yogurt was Pretty much uh, Dannon and Altadena from California were the only yogurts available that we were getting, and we were getting them from specialty distributors, not from mainstream grocery store distributors in, in you know, the health food stores. You know, people were importing from California or Europe or, or someone licensed to do the European formulas uh, these yo- yogurts that were... You know, very limited. Now there's a whole section in every grocery store. You can go to a convenience store, a gas station, and, and buy probiotics. That was not the case in the 1980s. Uh, you had to go to a health food store to buy these things, and that was one of the drivers of business for health food stores were people buying things that were not available in the grocery store. And, of course, grocery stores have evolved to carry, to carry more natural and organic foods, including probiotics and things that are good for digestion, that's a great trend, actually. Uh, I'm not opposed to, even though I'm a veteran of, of the natural products industry, I'm not opposed to the mass market having healthy foods, too. Isn't that what we all wanted for everybody was availability of 
good, healthy, whole foods. But, uh, you know, having some yogurt or kefir or things like that in a store, kombucha, does not mean that everything in the diet is going to be healthy or easy to digest. And we know, for example, that the digestive tract tends to decline in competence as we age. For example, internal production of pancreatic enzymes that help digest proteins, fats, carbohydrates, uh, will decline with age. And people will tend to want to take enzymes to add to their current digestive capacity. And which type of enzymes depends on the diet and, 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 and their preferences. Uh, for example, I'm a vegetarian. I'm not going to take pancreatic enzymes, which are typically from pork uh, pancreas. I'm not going to take ox bile, which is bile from a gallbladder of a, uh, a cattle. Uh, you know, so you know, I have options now, though, anyway, that are very good because of the presence of the so-called vegetarian or uh, largely fungal or, or, or all plant-based enzymes that are used in place of and often... Uh, can improve somewhat on the animal-based enzymes. And the reason I say that is uh, we can actually uh, look at, for example, the, the protease, the protein digestive enzyme from pancreatin, from the uh, pancreas. It works only in a neutral, neutral pH. And it works only after stomach acid has done some digestion in the stomach and then uh, using pepsin, another enzyme that's generated in the stomach, uh, works on certain types of, of protein digestion, and then the job is finished in the small intestine using the proteases from pancreatin, which is the pancreas enzyme. The, if you do the vegetarian enzymes, though, you can actually stack them. And what, what I mean by stacking is you use several of them. Some of our formulas have four or five different proteases, that work at different pH ranges. So we have one that'll work in the stomach if there's lots of acid. We have one that'll work in the stomach if there isn't quite so much acid. Uh, we have one that works in a neutral pH, you know, and, and all, everything in between, uh, just to ensure proper protein digestion, uh, even if there's not enough stomach acid, even if someone's not willing to take hydrochloric acid supplements, uh, which is another uh, issue. You know, we do sell... Uh, hydrochloric acid supplements contain hydrochloride, and both, you know, as a limited uh, digestive product and as a broad digestive enzyme formula that contains the pancreatic enzyme and the ox bile and some of the plant-based enzymes to round it out. So there, there's a wide variety of, of products available nowadays uh, to hit different issues. And one thing that I like to mention, because it's not very well known and it's very misunderstood, is the reason why people are taking antacids. And it, what we find clinically is that a lot of people are taking antacids when they don't produce enough stomach acid. And it, it's ironic, but it's, it's reasonable when you're thinking of the symptoms someone has. But you're getting some heartburn. You obviously think you have too much stomach acid and you want to take an antacid. It's normal. It's logical. But it's not always true. 
And the reason why is because if after, say, an hour or so, you don't properly digest your foods in the stomach because you don't produce enough stomach acid, that weaker stomach acid in the stomach that's not digesting the food within the appropriate time is still enough to burn the esophagus when the stomach, uh, the top of the stomach clenches and holds everything in, but after a while it can't do that forever. It's got to relax, and when that sphincter opens, you start getting heartburn in the lower esophagus. So uh, a delayed symptom of heartburn often means there's not enough stomach acid, and the solution is to add a hydrochloric acid supplement. But that people don't realize that, and they take an antacid instead. And you know, maybe at that point they need an antacid, but next time they know they need to know to take an acid supplement earlier with their meal. And so, you know, this is not well understood by practitioners. This is not well understood by the public, and it's it's a reason why an estimated half of the people using antacids should be taking acid supplements instead, and by taking the antacids, they're robbing their body of these vitamins and minerals and other nutrients from the foods. Uh, they're starving themselves, literally to some extent, of these nutrients, and uh, supplementation of the nutrients will to some extent mitigate that, but remember, the acid in the stomach is also an immune barrier, very important in this day and age since about two-thirds of immunity occurs in the gut. And we have to protect the gut with acid and with uh, proper probiotic bacteria as well. Now, do you think it's ever too late for us to start maybe heading down a more positive road toward our gut health? Let's say that you've been doing, you know, like the purple pill for a while and you've been doing a lot of antacids. Is it is it too late to start, you know, taking enzymes and doing something correct and maybe going a different route? Well, it's, it's not too late, but it's harder and it takes longer to correct because mm-hmm. uh, if you've trained your body not to make certain digestive enzymes then, or, or even the acid itself, which activates the enzyme in the stomach, uh, the pepsin enzyme, then you, know, you have to basically take some time to retrain the body to do that. And the crutch that allows you to make that transition is the plant-based enzyme products, the uh, category, the uh, products that are made with, you know, amylase, protease, lipase, the things that digest the fats, proteins, and carbohydrates. And you can get other types of enzymes. Some of our more complex formulas, for example, contain things that digest cellulase, uh, which is uh, some of the fibrous-type things in foods that are not normally digested. And remember, fiber itself is not typically digested all the way. Uh, Some of it needs to be fermented by, again, gut bacteria in the large intestine. It's an anaerobic process that allows uh, these fibers to become fuel, not only for the probiotics themselves, but for the cells lining the gut. The gut integrity, the gut cell health partially depends on having good probiotic populations in the large intestine and that their ability to ferment these fibers, which means we have to consume fiber 
to do that, and Americans simply do not consume as much fiber as they should, uh, a third or less of the recommended amount of fiber is being uh, eaten by Americans today. Do you think, is it is it okay to say that when you're using digestive enzymes that you want to use them with every single meal because those enzymes work on that particular eating? Yes, they are specific to a meal. Now, whether you need to take it with every meal depends on the meal and how you digest. Okay. So uh, there might be certain meals. Uh, I mean, for example, when I travel, I'll, I'll put our, one of our digestive enzymes in with our food. Now, what's interesting, when I travel internationally and sometimes domestically and I pull out my pack of vitamins, you know, where I'm taking a, a, a dozen or more vitamins with a meal, uh, inevitably when I'm international uh, in different cities, but sometimes in the U.S., uh, even people who work in health food stores will say, oh, are those enzymes? Well, you know, you're not going to be taking 15 enzymes with a meal probably. You know, these are, you know, multivitamin, antioxidants, extra vitamin C, vitamin E complex, um, all these other, some amino acids I'm taking. And uh, I only add uh, enzymes on, on occasion because I really don't have a lot of digestive issues, uh, even at my advanced age. But, uh, you know, it, it's interesting that even people in health food stores, they'll see a stack of pills and say, oh, are those enzymes? And they're all different looking pills. So, you know, how many enzymes do they think I need or I'm taking? As I'm like, well... No, none of these are enzymes, or one of these is an enzyme occasionally. Uh, you know, because when I travel, I'm not always controlling my diet and knowing what I'm eating, eating familiar foods. So, you know, a lot of times I, I will add enzymes when I'm traveling, but it's not something I routinely take. But if I did have digestive issues, that would be the, probably the first thing I would do. But remember, there's other issues with digestion. People aren't chewing carefully. They're not eating whole foods that, that contain all the nutrients they need. Uh, they, they're paying attention to something else instead of eating. They're, they're not only not chewing carefully, they're not thinking about their food, they're not thoughtfully eating, consciously eating. And, you know, that's one reason why portion control becomes important uh, for weight management is because people will sit there and just mindlessly eat some snack food while they're watching TV or or playing a game or doing something else and not paying attention to what they're eating, how much they're eating, how much they're chewing, you know, are they eating, are they drinking a lot of liquid and diluting their digestive juices? I I tend not to drink much with meals for that reason, because I don't want to dilute my digestive juices. You know, a lot of people will gulp down drinks with, with food and, you know, maybe that's not going to help their digestion so much, but to dilute what they need in their stomach. All right. Well, let, let me let me ask you this question. I've been recommending your super enzymes for a very, very, very long time. If someone goes to stay healthy and they're talking with them about digestion, could you describe the difference between the digest ultimate and the super enzymes? Yeah, the, the super enzymes are a formula that's uh, kind of a, a traditional, but you know, very, very popular. We, we've combined hydrochloric acid and pepsin and ox bile 
you, you can see see where we're going here. This is uh, these are the animal-based enzymes: the ox bile, the pancreatin. To that, we've added the betaine hydrochloride. We've added papaya, which has protein digestive enzyme. We've added uh, bromelain from pineapple, another protein digestive enzyme from plants. We've added an acid-stable protease that will work uh, in acid. Uh, we, we've added the uh, uh, cellulase, something to help you digest some of the less digestible things. And this is really popular, uh, but the enzymes tend to work in narrow pH ranges, just like our normal digestion in our body. Now, when we're taking something like Digest Ultimate, you're getting a lot more variety of enzymes. Uh, we've got one, two, three, four different uh, proteases in there that work at different pHs. One is a neutral pH. One's a pH of 3.0. One's a 4.5, 6.0. We've added the lipase. We've added the cellulase, which is also in the superenzymes, but we've got other forms of cellulase. We've got alpha-galactosidase. That, that's kind of a mouthful, but if you think of the product Beano and the enzyme that digests the beans and the cabbage uh, sugars and proteins that are hard to digest, that's the enzyme in here. Uh, we've added lactase enzyme for milk. We've added a pectin enzyme. We've added a, a number of glucoamylase, beta-glucanase, invertase, xylanase, you know, all these uh, phytase, that's phytic acid. So, you know, you're getting almost two dozen different enzymes in here, and there's an alphabet soup of, of the way enzymes are rated. They're not, they're not rated by milligrams or micrograms. They're rated by units by activity of digestion. So each enzyme has to go through a test of how well it digests the substance that it's designed to digest, and it's rated for a strength in that. That's what these numbers and these letters after the numbers mean. So, you know, you're getting a, a much broader spectrum of enzymes that work in a much broader pH. And uh, to me, and to most uh, nutritionists, uh, especially the ones with clinical practices, they will look at these kind of formulas and say the, the vegetarian-type enzymes are your first resort. Try them first. They add to digestion. When you take pancreatic enzymes, uh, it's actually known that our own internal production of pancreatic enzymes will decline if you take supplemental pancreatic enzymes, pancreatin. So that's not an issue with vegetarian-based enzymes. Vegetarian enzymes tend to add to digestive capability, while the animal-based ones tend to replace our own enzymes to some extent. That's sometimes necessary. That's sometimes extremely beneficial for some people. But it's not going to typically be the first thing I'm going to recommend to go to super enzymes. I'm going to say try Digest Ultimate try the optimal digestive system, which is a, a smaller version of that. You know, there, there's other types of, you know, we make several different uh, enzyme formulas, but the super enzymes is the, you know, the, the most 
comprehensive in terms of it gives you the stomach acid, it gives you the pancreatic enzymes, it gives you the ox bile. You're not going to get those in the vegetarian enzymes. What you will get in vegetarian enzymes are a bigger variety of enzyme types that work in a much broader pH. So whether you have good stomach acid, weak stomach acid, no stomach acid, you could digest from the stomach all the way through uh, without having to worry about targeted pHs in certain zones. This question comes up a lot, and I'm just wondering what you think about this. When you're taking your enzymes, is it better to take it a little bit before the meal to prepare the stomach or taken in the middle of the meal, or taken after the meal to finish up what we can't do? This this question has been out there forever. Yeah, I actually like taking the enzymes uh, in the first third to half of the meal. Oh, okay. But not before the meal. You don't want to pack all the food on top of the enzymes and have the enzymes just leak out when the, uh, the valve at the bottom of the stomach opens and, and sends it to the small intestine. You want it to be mixed up into the food. Uh, the other thing is if you're taking something like super enzymes that contain hydrochloric acid and things, I typically recommend that to be in the second third of the meal, uh, you know, later in the meal, uh, because you want to delay exposure to them as much as possible to allow your body to make some and not have that feedback that it recognizes there's some in there, it doesn't have to make it. You don't want to train your body not to make these enzymes. The plant enzymes don't do that, but the super enzymes, the animal-based ones, will have that feedback mechanism. So, you know, that's an important distinction between the two. Um, the other thing is if you can recognize that your heart, you know, if you're getting a heartburn, you're, you're feeling that burning in the esophagus, and it's delayed, that's an indication that you might need more stomach acid. That might be a reason to go to the super enzymes earlier in the meal because you're not making enough of the stomach acid yourself. You know, that's kind of a trial and error thing, and I usually recommend that people have a chewable calcium or something that's an antacid available to help if they, you know, do take something that contains acid, like hydrochloric acid, betaine hydrochloride and uh, they are getting some heartburn from it, that they would have an immediate remedy. And I think a lot, you know, a lot of people will have that in their house anyway before they're buying these enzymes. They might have already tried the antacids and things and found how imperfect they are for their particular situation. Uh, because you know, people are taking antacids, whether it's they're getting heartburn from too little acid or too much acid, and... You know, that's simply not a well-known thing, as I mentioned earlier. Now, where, how do probiotics fit in with the enzymes? A lot of people think they're taking a digestive enzyme. They're actually taking a probiotic. There's confusion there, too. And better together? Well, uh, I mean, they don't necessarily work together, but probiotics are necessary for the health of the digestive tract. They're necessary for immunity. They're necessary for absorption of certain nutrients. I mean, for example, we know that vitamin C and E both absorb better uh, with probiotics, and, and uh, aloe also helps their absorption, by the way. Uh, you know, so there's, there's different things you can take uh, to help, but 
you know, if you don't have good probiotics, you probably won't have good digestion because you're not going to have a healthy intestinal lining. And you're not going to have the substances produced by those probiotics that discourage things that are less desirable. I mean, we've all got candida and uh, botulism spores and things like that in, in, our, in our diet that normally don't affect us at low levels because we have a good immune system, we have good digestion, we have good probiotics. If you don't have those components of digestive health, uh, gut health, then you're, you're in trouble. Uh, things aren't going to work as well. So uh, not only do these probiotics form uh, what's called a biofilm, almost like a chain mail lining the, the digestive tract, that acts as a communications medium between the immune cells and the gut cells, interestingly enough. Uh, they also work to prevent the accumulation of undesirable colonies of organisms that you don't want. You know, think candida or things that, that might be uh, you know, considered overgrowth of, of things that are normally present in low levels but should not be proliferating in our digestive tract. Uh, they help manage them, not only by occupying their ecological niche, but by releasing chemicals that discourage the growth and, and activities and even the toxins produced by these undesirable organisms. Uh, they also, some probiotics will release things like GABA, the amino acid, serotonin, and melatonin, uh, far more is produced by intestinal bacteria in the gut than is produced in the brain. And why is that? Because when things happen in the gut is partially dependent on the timing. And timing is controlled by serotonin and melatonin. I mean, that's why we take melatonin to help us with our sleep cycles and things. It also helps with cycles of repair, uh, shutdown. Uh, I, I like to use the analogy, you know, when are they repairing the highways, you know, potholes or whatever? Uh, hopefully they're doing it at night when there's not a lot of traffic. That, the same thing's happening in our gut. The serotonin and melatonin produced in our gut shut down stomach acid production overnight. You don't need a special pill to do that if you have good probiotics because they're going to generate the amino acids that help control this timing, and they help relax the gut. Uh, the gut actually communicates directly to the brain with the vagus nerve, so it, it's part of uh, our central nervous system is the way the gut acts and how the gut health is. So if you're unhealthy in the gut, you're more likely to hit, to be sad and not to have good moods and things like that, uh, not only because of the pain and discomfort, but because you're not producing the neurotransmitters that are happier neurotransmitters, the things like serotonin and, and, and uh, dopamine, things like that, that are the, the GABA, that are more relaxing and calming. Uh, good digestive tract health is important for mood health as well. 
You know, I, I think that this is such an issue and at least people talk about it more than they did before. Um, and I think people actually realize that it's not just about getting the digestive system tuned up and, and, and adjusted, if you will, but it's also about, you know, taking a look at what you're consuming, you know, because the diets, I'm, I have a friend of mine that had the worst diet in, on the face of the planet and got really, 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 really ill. And when he came out of it and finally was able to kind of get back to kind of close to Abby normal, if you will, um, he changed his diet. He became a vegetarian and um, he did much better. He uses enzymes and probiotics and his life dramatically changed. And he thinks it changed not just because of the enzymes and the probiotics and all that, but because he completely changed the fuel that he was running his body on. It, he doesn't even look like the same person anymore. I mean, he completely changed, but it does take work to do change. Agreed? Yes, and you know, I'm a vegetarian, but I'm, I'm going to tell you, it's not necessary to be a vegetarian to True. achieve that health, but you do have to have a largely plant-based diet. Right. You know, if you don't have enough fiber, you're, you're not going to have the right bacteria in your gut. And in fact, there are studies showing that it's more important the fiber you ate within the last 24 hours, how much of the good bacteria you have growing in your gut than taking supplements all day long because the supplements it's kind of like if you see the lawn but you don't fertilize it if there's no rain if there's no sun it's not going to grow you know you need the right environment for these seeds to grow for these plants to grow and in the same way it, it, you can actually measure in the stool a proliferation of good bacteria increasing dramatically if you spend a day eating the proper amount of fiber versus if you eat a day starving yourself of fiber. Well, you know, I, I figured he was just going to go plant-based, and I think that's where he started, and he just kept going and became a vegetarian. And, you know, and I'm happy for him. I, I don't think I could do it. You know, plant-based is something I incorporate a lot into my diet, but I don't think I could go completely vegetarian. But, hey, if it works for you, I am on board for you if it makes you healthier. So, you know, and everybody's different, you know, and even in your same blood lineage in your family, people are different, you know. So you have to find what works for you and what you can be consistent with because I think consistency is even more important, too. Yeah, I mean, and there's certainly people who live in what are called food deserts where there's not good sources of fresh foods for True. them to eat. Uh, you know, a lot of poorer neighborhoods, uh, places where they don't have good grocery stores, and they, they travel to other neighborhoods to get fresh food, good food. Uh, you know, but, but there's also farmer's markets. There's also uh, community gardens. There, there might be other ways around that as well. Uh, you know, People have to choose what's right for themselves. That's why I say I don't expect everyone to become vegetarian, but it, everyone should be more plant-based in general uh, in their diet because otherwise you're not getting the fiber you need, you're not getting the vitamins and minerals you need, you're not getting the accessory nutrients, which are often ignored. But the difference between whole grains and non-whole grains is not just the fiber, it's the vitamins, it's the minerals, it's the things like phytosterols that help us control uh, cholesterol levels in the body. Uh, you know, there's, there's many such nutrients in these plant-based foods that are very important. And, you, you know, the antioxidants and, and polyphenols and things 
uh, certainly should not be ignored because they have a dramatic effect on health as well. Hmm. Somebody just chimed in, and they said, and this is a really good question. It says, I'm loving what you're saying today. This makes so much sense, and I've known I've needed to do this for a long time. Should I start on the super enzymes or go right to the digest ultimate because I have some major gut problems? Well, I, I'm always going to recommend the plant-based enzymes like digest ultimate first because you don't know if you need the stomach acid or not, and we know that the pancreatic enzymes taken supplementally will tend to decrease our own production of those enzymes, which we, we probably don't want to do. So, you know, I mean, if, if someone doesn't have a gallbladder and they need the ox bile, that might be a reason to switch to the super enzyme. Uh, I'll usually recommend people without gallbladders to use MCT oil with their meals to help absorb nutrients because MCT oil absorbs differently from other oils and it will carry fat-soluble nutrients with it without needing the pancreatic enzymes, without needing the bile from the gallbladder. Mm -hmm. So MCT oil is a useful supplement for people who don't have gallbladders or their gallbladders aren't working up to par. Uh, You know, so there might be specific reasons why someone might choose one or the other, but in general I'm going to say Digest Ultimate is going to be your first line of defense, your uh, super enzymes are going to be your last line of defense. And, and super enzymes, by the way, we make in both capsules and tablet form. So some people have a preference for one over the other. There's are slightly different strengths on the two. Okay. Another question, it says, is it ever important to take both of them together? If you've mentioned this already, I missed it. I'm yeah. sorry. No, I didn't. No, we didn't mention that, but... Uh, you, you could if you thought, I mean, if you were taking the, if you tried both of them and they don't quite either one do it, you could try combining them because you're adding a lot more enzymes and types of enzymes with Digest Ultimate. But perhaps an individual is going to need uh, the ox bile, the hydrochloric acid, the pepsin mm-hmm. that would be in the super enzymes. Right. and would not be in the plant-based product. But they might benefit by having some of these other things, alpha-galactosidase enzyme, for example, in Digest Ultimate, to digest your uh, beans and cabbage type foods, or your uh, lactase enzymes to digest your milk sugars. You know, there's, there's so many more types of enzymes in Digest Ultimate that the combination might make sense for some people. It, I don't think it's common they would take both, but... You know, someone who's got some real digestive issues, you know, perhaps uh, they would benefit if they need both of those types of formulas. Anything that you want to say um, that we haven't touched on with, with enzymes today? Someone just said, you know, I don't think I could go vegetarian like you, Neil, but I think I could go more plant-based because when I sat down and kept a food log for one month, I was mortified at the food I was eating. <laughs> That's funny. Well, I mean, the more conscious you are of what you eat, the more likely you're going to clean up your diet. You know, I mean, that's just human nature. So the more automatic our diet is, the more fast food our diet is, uh, the less healthy it's likely to be. But, uh, you know, I I mean, I always say digestion begins in the brain. When you smell your food, there's molecules of that food hitting receptors, and your brain is actually sensing what's coming. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, if you think about it, if you smell it and taste it and, and thoughtfully chew the first bite, you're, you're more likely to digest it better because you're not just gulping it down, wolfing it down without letting your body know what's coming. You know, if, if your body knows what's coming and has, has a minute or two to figure it out, you're more likely to have the right digestive enzymes produced. So, you know, that's, I mean, that's kind of a basic thing. Uh, it, you know, you, you are what you eat, but only the stuff that you can digest. And if you don't digest it, it's not going to be fun either. So, you know, we want to make sure that uh, people can digest their food, get their nutrients from their food. You know, dietary supplements are supplements to bridge gaps, to add levels of things where someone might need extra levels of something uh, or where they they think it might be missing in the diet. You know, it's insurance, basically. But, you know, when you're taking enzymes, you're, you're looking for a remedy. You're looking for a solution. You're looking for something to help you with something that might be a problem. Uh, you know, so that's a little different. Uh, the reason why someone would take one thing versus another. But, uh, you know, certainly taking an enzyme is uh, healthy. Uh, you know, all, all enzymes, by the way, are, are considered raw. There's, there's no such thing as a cooked enzyme because heating enzymes deactivates them. So all these enzymes have to be raw. They don't typically say that on the label. But, you know, if you're concerned about raw food diet or something, these are... Very strong enzymes. You eat raw pineapple, you're going to get bromelain. You eat raw papaya, you're going to get papain. You're going to get these some of these enzymes by eating some raw food. But these are just very concentrated levels that are at uh, maybe therapeutic le- levels or, or functional levels uh, in the body. Well, I want to thank you. This... Um... This was great. Thank you so much for addressing this. March thought it'd be a great topic, and seasonally, I think that uh, it's it's perfect timing. I probably won't talk to you till after. Have a wonderful, healthy holiday season, and uh, it was a real bright part of my day to be able to see you again in person. It was wonderful. <laughs> Me too. Stay healthy, my friend. Be well. Say hello to the missus. Okay. <laughs> Bye-bye. My guest today, Neil Levin. Isn't he great? He's so good at what he does, and he just brings such awesome, understandable, as well as relevant information. Because today it's about understanding what we're doing and um, having a better idea of what we're doing as well. So thank you to Neil. Thank you to Now Foods for uh, bringing us great information and having great products that do make a difference. I want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Go to Stay Healthy and check out any of the Uh, Wonderful products from Now Foods. You'll see them in every category in the store. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, your one-stop, full-service location for every single thing, health and nutrition. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center, right on the northwest corner of Rancho in Charleston, right next to Smith's. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 6. They're closed on Sunday. They are Las Vegas' oldest independent health food retailer in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. That says a lot right there. Go in and check out this fully packed full service store with only the best of the best in every category. Products from companies that are transparent in their formulation and high quality products that they stand behind. And come in and see what it's like to work with people that have the knowledge, the education, the information, the passion and the want to to be able to stay relevant and help you on your healthy journey. Don't do it alone. 
You know what happens when we do it alone. Are we are we successful? Rarely. We need some guidance, and that's what they're there to do because there's nothing wrong with asking questions. What do they say? The only bad questions are the ones you don't ask? Agreed. So go there, talk with them, work with them, make them your one-stop location for everything that you need for your good health. 877-2494-877-2494 is the phone number. They do mail order services. They'll even get your order all together for you so you could just swoop in and pick it up. And don't forget about their webpage. You can listen to any of the radio shows on demand podcast anytime. It's convenient for you. You can enter your email address for future newsletters, and you can even print coupons to use on your next visit at the store. Don't forget, always fill out a slip for the drawing that they always have at the store. This month, it's two giveaway baskets this month, one from Enzymedica, one from Hyalogic. All you have to do is go ahead and uh, enter it. And uh, throw it in the little container and never know, you might just be the proud winner of one of those wonderful baskets. Check out all the products from Now Foods at Stay Healthy Health Food Store. Check out those enzymes. Check out the super enzymes. Uh, Check out the ultimate that he talked about today. He also talked about probiotics. He also talked about, you know, hydrochloric acid. Uh, If you go in there and you need a conversation with them, that's what they're there for. And they're going to make sure that you get everything you need to really, really uh, head in a healthier direction because they have the answers and they're going to make sure that you have what you need to get the job done. There's nothing wrong that wasting a lot of time and energy and money on something that we don't do our homework on. And then we end up spinning around in circles like we have one foot nailed to the floor and we're not getting anywhere. I want us to get somewhere. Stay healthy health food store. They're going to help you. 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston, right next to Smith's. Have a great day, everyone. Let's start the week off on the right foot. Let's take back our health and take control of our health, but do it just for you. Be well. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health with the best guest in the industry, helping all of us to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are now available at my website, drjeffreyburke.com. Simply click on the archive icon to make available on-demand podcast downloads. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store for all your nutrition needs. Stay Healthy provides reliable, responsible, relevant service every single day. I look forward to talking with all of you soon.